Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. It's officially winter and that means for many fly anglers, the longer nights will see the vice dusted down and plans made for new flies to be tied for next season. So on this latest episode, we're going to hear from one of Ireland's finest fly tires, Jackie Mann, to get some of his secrets to his fly tying success. But first, Tom, fly tying is an important branch of the sport for you as well. And does winter see you spend uh, many hours at the vice? It can vary, but like like this time last year, I was thinking I actually had, this time last year, I had, I think it was 100 dabblers done at this stage, and I haven't tied a fly since the season's end this year. So it can vary, it can vary. I mean, I, I'm, talk, I'm talking to you here now from my fly tying desk, and I just haven't got around to it. As soon as I do, I will. But it, it, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, you know, I've been talking to you about it before. I really think you should really give it a go because it's a it's a lovely thing to do during the winter during the winter you know obviously it's there's a couple of things on it one is it's a great way that you know you can keep up your kind of interest in fly fishing during the the, the kind of winter months but also is it a way of just completely switching off a bit like fly well, it is i mean we touched it here when you say you know we're talking to you about it in the thing and you say well you know you have your way of you know which you do what you sit down and you can write and and, and I often have my way. I would come in and some of the most enjoyable nights I would have on the on the bench. And I don't know if you maybe can correlate this to when you're writing, but some of the most enjoyable nights I've had on the bench have been, I won't say yeah, least least productive in numbers. Mm. Okay. So, you know, I haven't tied a huge amount of flies, but but you know, I'm very happy with what I've done. And also as well, I really unwound doing it. And yeah. maybe I just might have got something together and tied something really, really nice and held it in awe, you know? Whereas yeah. when I first got into fly fishing, um, like I did, I was one of those, you know, that I you know, I'll fly tie now, I'm going to have to do that. And I did mm. try my hand at it, but I'm I, I'm really bad at anything on my hands. <laughs> like, you know, arts, crafts, anything like that, like a draw yeah. stick, man, is about as good as it gets. But... I need to learn hands-on. I need somebody to stand over me. I cannot tell you how many times I tried to learn how to do a whip finishes. <laughs> I still we said aside, because I've been giving lessons here for years, both in youths and adults. I've been giving oh, a long time, nearly over 20 years, been giving lessons here. Yeah, and the whip finish tool is like, okay, uh, listen, what we'll do is we'll just leave 20 minutes just to do the whip finish. And everybody's out there goes, oh, no, no, not the whip finish. <laughs> like, no matter how many YouTube videos I watch, how many books I read, how slow I took it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'd be tearing my hair out. And then at like, the end of it, I was just like, oh, get down you know. up in a heap. It, but you know what, actually, it's very like um, learning to cast. And it's funny because my, my advice is, I always say to anybody is, you get lessons first. And that's what I did. Because I can't yeah. imagine how much I would have been flailing around on the water trying to learn how to cast properly, you know. It's funny you should say that. I mean, it's now come now. I mean, so many people years ago would have started without lessons, and now you take it well, you wouldn't take it for granted. But most people would say, you know, if you're going to start fly fishing, fly casting, you know, get lessons. And maybe that's what we're going to have to say with fly dressing as well. Don't go wrong, I would love to be at that stage where. Like you said, you're kind of, I've got the basics, the foundations down, and then I can go onto YouTube, watch a video, and go, you know what, I'm going to tie this and see what it looks like and how it goes. But oh, I'm too old for it now. Sorry. Don't be saying that. <laughs> Jesus, no, don't be saying that. You're never too old. 
<laughs> no, no, I have too many books on my shelf I want to be reading. So Yeah, yeah. get some fly time books then. <laughs> well, we hear from Jackie now. Um, he's going to get into, uh, yes, different shenanigans in terms of uh, what fly time is. <laughs> the dark arts, uh, maybe I should call it. Yeah. Um, but we'll hear from Jackie. Uh, but first, actually, before we spoke to him about his fly tying, um, I first asked Jackie about his guiding season uh, on Loch Arrow this year. Loch Arrow was pretty good, to be honest, with you, Dara. Um, look, I had Tom and Paul up there for a day as well. We had a, a few right. fish. Uh, Tom is famous on YouTube at the moment as well. So he is. I have him up there <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> Played a fish. Everywhere, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it um, it, it it definitely fished pretty well. So it did Dari, you know. Um, fish were probably much bigger this year uh, than previous years for me. Um, overall, um, uh, we rose probably a lot more fish this year than we actually got. But anything we kind of got was a, was excellent quality. It really was, you know, top quality. Tom, you, yeah, I was going to say, Tom, would you say that's kind of similar to what we're hearing around the country? I know it's been like we were speaking to Paul Burke um, last week, Jackie, just in terms of kind of, you know, around up around the country. Yeah. Um, like tough was the kind of the word, Tom, wasn't it? But yeah. But I remember like when we were covering Sheila, it was a case of when they got on the fish. If you were lucky enough to get on the fish, you were getting decent fish. Now, obviously, I was yeah. Sheila. But yeah. Would you agree with that, Tom? That was that seems to be in the case kind of just with the fish and that if you got on the fish. You were, could, it was a, it was the case here in Corrib, and as, as we alluded to the day the, the day I was out with uh, Jackie, yeah, I mean the quality of the fish was second to none, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely. And funny after chatting to Paul last week, all right, um, there, Jackie, and you're just after saying it there that you were seeing bigger fish this year, definitely. Yeah. I've seen now, interestingly, on Corrib, though, I've seen better than average fish, but we didn't get as many. Very big fish in the four over four to five pound class. But that said, the average size fish you were getting were bigger, you know. But that's interesting that you were finding that on on Arrow, Jackie. Yeah, definitely, Tom. I was finding that on Arrow. Like there was days there, Tom and and Darrow, we, we were we were moving nineteen twenty fish average in a day, which was unbelievable. But there was days we weren't getting a fish, and then yeah. there'd be other days we'd rise ten fish, but we might get six. You know, it was just that kind of a strange September of all Septembers this year. But the fish we got were all absolutely fantastic quality and in great shape, like, you know, absolutely, you know, I have to say. What about earlier in the season? How, how did Mayfly around that time? How did it fare? Mayfly was hard this year in, in the way there. We got a lot of north, northwest, easterly breezes, um, the days that was that the conditions were perfect, the fish were hard on the mayfly dar. They really were hard on it. Uh, probably the best day we had, we had fourteen. I had um, um, Joe Crane, which you had him on the broadcast. I had Mervyn Wood from the UK over, um, and Mervyn had there had one there just close to six pound weight, you know. And it was kind of a, the last cast in the evening in Laundry Bay. I took him in and he picked four fish up in the one drift and one of them was close to six pound. You know, and, and that day, I saw that, that fish. It was an absolutely beautiful fish. Oh, absolutely. Serious, serious uh, quality, mm. you know. But uh, that day I was sitting in the middle of the boat, Dara, and I was saying, 
Jesus, I'd love to be fishing today. I'd love to be fishing today. You're talking to tell you, you get days like that, you know, when, when the fish are on and you're sitting on a paddle and you're looking at lads catching fish and you're just sitting there pulling the paddle. There's another one rising there in front of you. There's another one. And yeah. you're just trying to put them over more fish like. You know? And people think it's the best job in the world, Jackie, huh? Big Tom. There's certain times <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, you're thrilled for you, lads. Oh, yeah, thrilled for you. Amy. Yeah, yeah. Fish. yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Did you get, and actually, are, do you do much fishing, Jordan? Like, I, and I've spoken to Tom about this as, as well in terms of, you know, you're having to be out guiding all the time. Do you actually get a couple of days yourself, Jackie? You do if you have the single angler. But then if you start catching, you have to put the rod down early straight away. Tom will tell you that. Yeah. And, and there's days there, no matter what you do, if you, you take the flies <laughs> off, the, off the rod, you hand them the flies and you're still catching. So you have to put the rod down and go back on the paddle again, Dara. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because that, that is actually paying you to go fishing, like bring them fishing and catch them fish. Mm-hmm. And that's what ends up happening sometimes, you know? I've been in that situation. And <laughs> I don't think it's you, Tom. I think you were too polite, maybe. But uh... <laughs> oh, I lost one. Oh, not to worry. Oh yeah, well, there was it. another one. Uh, he yeah. never really yeah. stuck that one. Got a pull. Oh, stop! Yes, I know the feeling. And um, I, I, come here, Jackie. Uh, Melvin, do you do a bit of guiding on Melvin as well? I do a bit of guiding on Melvin as well. Yeah, yeah. Mel- Melvin, uh, I done the international Melvin, tied the flies for them, and both of the Irish team on Melvin. And uh, yeah, they yeah, got goals. Actually, just just to just to interject there, uh, flies played a big part in Ireland's win. There, Jackie, no doubt about oh, that. For big congrats to you there. That was that was a yeah, real good one. Done. Yeah, yeah, we had. Remember, we had um, we darn on beforehand. Oh, sure. you we darn on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, fair play to you on that one. That was really yeah. good. Yeah, Darren and and his um, his dad Sean. Sean played a big part. You have to say as well in the two. Like he, we we covered the lake. We done the work for the lads. You know, we put the work in. Mm. Uh, I had to take four days off after it. <laughs> just had to. It was just getting up early in the morning, tying, tying some nights for them to have the flies ready for the next day for them. It, it was tough going. It really, really was. It was mm-hmm. tough going. But it was worth it. It was like, like uh, to be honest, I was so thrilled uh, to see the lads getting the gold, uh, even though I didn't get gold. I felt like I got the gold doing it for them, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It was just fantastic. It really was truly fantastic. Well, I tell you, that's a nice segue. <laughs> Nice link into action. <laughs> uh, couldn't have planned it better. Um, because we did want to get you on, Jackie, to talk about flight time. Yes. Um, it's, you know, the, the nights are drawing in. Um, yeah. With the itchy feet or the itchy fingers um, turned to yeah. the flight time. Now, hands up here. I tried, I think probably when I first started, when I first t- took up the fly rod about 15 odd years ago. Um, yeah. And I, I tried. But what I, I tell you what I found very difficult was and I'm not, I'm very bad with my hands in terms of arts and crafts and any of that stuff. Um, and I found it very difficult trying to learn from books and YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, what I would love is I'd love to have loved if there was lessons near me. You know, I'm that kind. I need to get yeah. and learn. Yeah. From. And I kind of, I pretty much, in frustration, I kind of gave it up. What I would like to talk to you though, Jackie, because you never know, I might get back into it after this interview with you, is for maybe a, a newbie, somebody like myself who, you know, is interested, where do you start? Where do you start, like? 
I've I done a few fly tying classes, Dara, there in um, in, in Melvin there on Lock Melvin there for a couple of people, you know, a couple of gloves and that. And the most the most important thing I always say, Dara, before you start is is your voice is the most important thing. First thing, um, you don't know you don't need to go mad expensive, really, truly, you know. Once it holds a hook, as they say, hooks to me, Dara. Uh, is very very important, right? Now, you have you have the brands out there, Dara. Like like I I, I do Fuller Mills, I do Eric's, Camison, Partridge, you name it. Like certain flies sit better on certain hooks. Now Tom will tell you that you know, and that's one thing with tying flies is the hook is more more important for me before I started anything that that fly is actually going to sit properly on that on that hook and it looks the part and secondly is the quality is in that hook if you know what I mean there like I, I do see lads there advertising hooks there and they're so they're cheap they're this they're that but at the end of the day that's that hook if it straightens in a fish Dara and it could be a fish of a lifetime he, he's gone if you know what I mean Dara second third probably Dara then is is the materials. Materials is very, very important. Like everything I do, Dara, is dyed. I buy nothing in that's dyed, if you know what I mean, Dara. I do everything from scratch here at home, you know, everything from from the start to the finish. Like today I was dying, um, it was a fairy brown colour, which Rogan's is famous for doing. Tom will tell you this, Rogan's is famous for fairy brown. Now, they used to say it was done with donkey pee, but I don't believe that. If you know, you don't believe that, <laughs> I certainly don't believe that, Tom. And I'm certainly not going down that road doing that either, Tom. <laughs> so right. not, we're doing it. We're doing a one on a man-made fish sharpie, so we'll bring it up as well when we're doing that. But that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could have jackass, you, you're right. I'm sorry, you I'm just quoting it there. Yep. Yeah. You could connect it, Tom. I certainly won't be doing it. Where <laughs> <laughs> have you not tried it, Jimmy? Not a chance, Tom. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It was it was bad enough. I'll I'll finish the, the story about the blue bottles and Sharon, but uh but the, the, the most important thing is colour to me in any of my flies. T- Tom will tell you that. If you don't have the right colour on the lake, the trout tr- trout are funny. They're they lock on to something t- like and, and when they lock on to that, it's very hard and to to try something else, if you know what I mean. Like when you were with me, Tom, stimulator. The the informer dabbler, dabbler, yeah, and the minky, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you couldn't go wrong, yeah, and the fish were locked on that in certain areas. They were locked on that, and it's the same with the fly tying. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of work into it starting it off, um, but I had to start somewhere. Frankie McPhillips, I, I I used to tie when I was younger, and I wasn't very very good at. It. I went to, to uh, Frankie McPhillips classes and have to say I went from there and that's where I am today. Actually, I wasn't aware of that. Was it to Frankie McPhillips classes you went to? I, I went to Frankie. I, I was tying since I was probably eight, nine years of age. And then I wanted to better myself. And I went to a class with Frankie and I picked up a few little bits and pieces of Frankie and I just took it from there. And that's, that's where it started really, you know, for me. And where I finished now at the moment is... I have to thank Frankie on it, you know, simple as that. And, and it's persistence, Jackie, isn't it really? It's just, you know, you're going to fail, you're going to mess up 
absolutely. Look, Dara, there's days there I'd be sitting here and I'd say to the wife, I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm doing no more. I've got a flight time now, is it? I've got a flight But that's the way it is. You just, ha- you just have to. Like, you hear Davey McPhail even. To me, he's probably the, one of the world's best tires. And he always says, if you, if you listen to him, look, the flies still catch fish. And it's the same. You know, tire flies, you're not going to catch fish. <laughs> you know? And just keep at it. The more the more you do, the better you get, really and truly. In this dinner, you know? Jackie, do you get when you get to that level that you're at, um, and David McPhail, do you get to the level? Obviously, so you're on one hand, you're tying flies to catch fish, but then do you get to the aesthetics of it, where it's now? I know they do it in salmon fly tying in terms of the classic salmon flies, but yeah, do you get to the stage where you just want to tie a fly for purely aesthetic reasons? Anything I do, I do I do look at some of the comments on Facebook and people put up on Facebook um, that oh that fly is only to catch the angler. Now any any professional fly tire out there, right, will tell you like there's t- uh, Tony O'Sullivan in Cork, myself, any other tire in Ireland will tell you we don't put a fly out to catch the angler because if that fly doesn't work, there, that angler is not going to come back to us again. Everything we put our hand on, we're really sure it's going to work. If not, it's definitely going to work. Like, you know. And in my eyes, Tony O'Sullivan and Cork is probably one of the best tires in Ireland, along with Frankie and that. You know, he's just top class. You know, simple as that. What makes and him then, stand out, Jackie? Just sorry, what makes him stand out at that level? It was his colours, Dara. Like t- Tony, Tony's in the fly tying business the last forty-five years. And Tony rings me every morning and we'd have a, a bash off each other. Tony's always into the slag and Tom will tell you that. No, he, I don't believe he'd never do that. We always have this bash every morning. He calls me p- pigeon fingers because I'm always posting the flies in my hand. And I always say, that's my third granddad. That's what I call Tony like, you know, because that's how, that's how close we are, you know. And I do say, Tony, my granddad's diary to him. And we do have great laughs every morning. There's not a morning there I wouldn't speak to Tony or vice versa, like, you know. And it's that relationship we built up over the over the last four or five years, you know. And to, Tony, to me, when I was in the competition scene, Tony's flies, his, his colours, everything about it was just unreal. It was fantastic, you know, I have to say, you know. And you would have stuff belong to Tony as well, Tom. You know, I, I, and still have stuff belonging to Tony. No, it's like what you said. Like yourself, like yourself. Your attention to colors is fantastic. Tony's attention to colors are fantastic. Absolutely. You pick up a a run of the mill, gorgeous George, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, by somebody, and then you pick up one of, let's say, Tony's, and you just go, you look and you go, wow. Yeah. And then you yep. start looking at it closely and it's like what you do with your own. I mean, you have your own set of colors, yep. Jackie. Yep. What sets yep. you aside? Very yep. much so. It's what sets Tony aside as well. Yep. It's colors. And this is what you said as well. When you have those colors, how do I put it? Nobody else does. Fishermen kind of like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Is it yeah. like, is it, is it like, um, and again, I, I apologize if I sound completely dumb on this, but is it like an artist? You know, the way an artist has their own style. That you, yes, will, yeah. you know, recognize, yes, yeah. and you recognize yeah. the colors of the flight. Yeah, you can recognize it. Like, like, like 
I, I, people will be often texting me and they'd say, what colour is in that fly? <laughs> what's that hackle that's in that fly? And for me to say what's in it, <laughs> they wouldn't believe me, <laughs> if you know what I mean, like, because yeah. there could be five different colours gone into that hackle. So there could be. And my, my golden olive, it'd be different than Tony's golden olive or anyone else's golden olive that's died. And, and that's the difference. Like, there, there is an art into dying, really and truly. Like, Very much at so. The of, mm. at, the end, at the end of the day, like, what, what I would say, like, I'd be dying the cape for probably yellow first and then adding grey, and that gives me olive. Now, a lot of people would go out and they'd buy, they'd buy vineyards olive, if you know what I mean. And, and, and that's to them is their olive. But it's not to me, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And I might add something else to that colour again. It could be, mm. it could be flow yellow again, or it could be something that just depending. Uh, this, this is amazing, Derek, because they're already just talking about colours there, mm. but like we haven't even gone in on style. Yes, because uh, you, know, you know, let's say for example, a stimulator. Uh, you know, I could probably tell which of the two lads tied their stimulators from yes. their style. All yeah. right. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's just and that's just the style, not the colours. And that's why, yeah, that's why sometimes I think that's why fly time is amazing. Brilliant, yeah. you know, because yeah. it can be so in-depth. I, I, th I think what stands out with fly tires, especially in Ireland, is the colours. There's nowhere else in the world that the fly tires have the colours. Mm. And that's what sets the well, eye fly tire. It, it, it's just... I mean, a lot. You say a salmon. Um, a, a lot of the salmon lads you talk to, it's a, a fresh, a fresh fish in the river. You get the fly over him, he go for it. It's different with trout. Mm. The color plays a big, big part, especially mayflies, especially even we say claret dabbler, simplest fly out there. People think, oh, claret is claret, but it's not. It really, and truly isn't, because I could show you here, Dara. I have about. 20 different colours of clarets that's between Tony's and mine that we've met up over the years. And they're all totally different. And I guarantee you, no one has the clarets that we have. You know, between, between touches of fairy brown in it, between touches of red in it, you know, I mean, that's just the, the way it is. And, and there's definitely no one, Ireland definitely stands out when it comes to Irish trout fly or to trout flies, really, truly. There's Very no interesting that you should say that, Jackie. I've never thought of this before, but if you listen back to one of the first podcasts uh, Dara did with Andrew Hurd, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And it, it, he's talking about the Irish salmon fly yeah. tires in the 1800s and how they were streets ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And how yeah. basically the salmon fly. So I just think it's something I never thought of that, you know, like we're good at, okay, I'm going to fly our own flag here the Irish we're good at music we're good at yeah. you know we're great literary things Do you know, well, maybe we're just bloody brilliant fly tires as well. <laughs> you we, know? Have to say, we have to say you that you take it that I mean that's that I think the Irish fly tires here are just all you have to do is look at them on Facebook they're brilliant mm. they're all every single one of them that puts fly they're really good there is something in that, though, I think, Tom uh, and Jackie, is in terms of the creative spark. Mm. Like, yeah. and, and, I, and I think it's reflective of the, the landscape, the weather, the yeah. light, the culture, I, like whether it was the music, I, I the, language, it, yeah. the writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and likewise with the plus sign. Like, I do think there is something in that, like, you know, um, in terms of kind of our creative aspect, whatever it is about us mm, yeah. as a race, um, you know, going back, you know, whether it's the Celtic thing or whatever it is, like, because I am fascinated, just like, I, I, and it's something I've always wanted to do a documentary on was Rogan's of Ali Shannon. Yes, yes. Uh, like, just in terms of their influence, you know, the, yeah. the business that they set up there, like, you know, they were tying for you know the great and the good of, of, of fly yeah. fishing like and, mm. and they were running this fly tying empire there like from where they absolutely. were absolutely um, and true it's a bit like the hardies i thought like just from a fly time perspective like yeah you know? I, I mean the stuff they were putting out and colors they were putting out it's similar to what tony o'sullivan cork is doing similar to what i'm doing at the moment yeah, you know, except I'm not, you're just we're not, it on we're, not, we're not using the donkey stuff. <laughs> you know, what I'm no, I, I just I think you're throwing us a curveball. I reckon you have a load of donkeys. Out. I, I, <laughs> there's enough of them around, Tom. There's enough of them around. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that's not debatable. <laughs> but I ha- I have to say, like, I mean, I'm going back to it again. The, the Irish colours that that is out there and. They're just streets ahead of anyone else's colours, to be honest. Like, I mean, you don't see, as I said, someone like to- Tony Italia, five, six different colours going into a cape. There's no one doing that. And there's no one that can actually do it, like your whitings or your mets, right? They can't do it. They're giving you the same standard cape. And there you go, lads, if you know what I mean. Fire away with that. And as I said, like... Like yeah. when people just ask me, as I says, going back to gold and olive, like Tony's taking gold and olive would be different than my take of gold and olive, if you yeah. know what I mean. And it's down to the, the, the water quality as well. Um, like my water comes from a bog, comes from Bimbulba Mountain, as Tony does say. And <laughs> it's all bogland where Tony comes from the city. So he's going to get a different color than I get when we're dying. It's true, actually. I never thought of that. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. an alkaline water. You're more in acidic yeah. water. Yes. So that's yeah. going to affect the time. As well. And, and yeah. that's why we do end up swapping capes at times. He, Tony would often put a post up there, receive from Jackie Mann, or I'd put a post up. Yeah. And they're different colours. Mm. And, and the colours work, you know? Yeah. Like I, the, big joke, the big joke is, like, I, you know, I took up fly fish, uh, fly time yeah. to save money on the flies yeah. I was buying. Like, yeah. that's just a complete joke. That- I, have, <laughs> I, I, have, I have often lads come on to me looking for, where I get seals for? And mm. my first seals, well, well, from a seal, but I can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but seals for is one of those things you can't get. It's impossible. I, I'm lucky enough. Yeah. I, I do a little bit of Google search. I, it pings back to me if there's going to be seals for around and I get it. I get what I can get of it, you know? Yeah. But it's very hard to get it, and it's mind tough. you. In all fairness, though, there's quite a lot of the substitutes coming out now are quite really, good. They really are up in the game with the substitutes, Jackie, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But color, Tom. I I have to have everything my color, if you know what I mean, Tom. I just yeah. don't. I have no interest in buying. I'd rather buy the rod product than you know. Like there's one of the mayflies there. It's belonged to my grandfather, and it's called Jack's Mayfly, and. <laughs> We're lucky enough, like you've been on our road. We live near a, f- a farm, sheep farm, just on yeah. the same road as. And it was actually done with pickrick pick wool, right? And I was actually down the lane picking the wool off the fences, getting the wool to put into pickrick. And yeah. 
Sharon's uncle thought, geez, this fella's going mad. He's pulling wool off the fences until <laughs> I had to tell him what I was at, you know. But back then, there was no such thing as washing the product out well, if you know what I mean. It was thrown into the picric that way. So the fly actually came out kind of a gone-off yellow, like a kind of a broken yellow, whitey yellow, if you know what I mean. Right, that, yeah, yeah. That fly is just absolutely... It's actually up on one of my Facebook pages there. It's absolutely... Just a fantastic fly, you know. And basically, and that that's unwashed wool, unwashed sheep wool. Yes, unwashed sheep wool and thrown into picric. And what happens is that the picric tries to take to the wool, but the natural oils are still in the wool. Mm. So it comes out this washy out yellow, like a color of a mayfly, beautiful color. And it, it's fantastic. just picric. Do you do you know about picric, Dar? Picric acid. Like no, you need no. to have a license to deal with it, don't you, Jackie? Yeah, yeah it's highly. It's highly explosive. Highly explosive, highly dangerous. I mean, yeah. the gear you wear is just masks, gloves, you name it, you have them on you. you know? What's it normally user? Um, explosives. <laughs> so my, my, all I'm thinking of is, how does a fly tire decide one day? Do you know what? I'm going to try to close this acid. I'm going to mix it with a bit of sheep wool, and who knows what's going to happen? It, it's, the, it's the actual colour that it changes the actual... But how does one discover this? <laughs> it's, like, it's like donkey pee, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Another word for... yeah, we're back to that old conundrum. We're back to the donkey pee. It's the same thing. Like, it's just over the years, they, they, these old tyres, that's what they, they've done. You know? mm. There's a couple of things strike me on this. One is the absolute <laughs> obsession, cult-like obsession with Flytown community. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and I think especially, and I'm not denigrating it because I just, I marvel like listening to you talking about the colors and all, again, all I'm thinking of all the time is it, this is like listening to artists. This to me is what it's like. It's, you know, talking about their craft and their passion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think online, since the, you know, since the internet has developed and obviously the, the international flight time communities yeah. come together and sharing of ideas, which is probably yeah. helping all that. But the next thing that comes to mind is have you ever read The Feather Thief? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Have you ever read the feather tape? No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. We're going yes, to cover. Darren's on. Darren's. 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 Go on, Darren. Sorry. Well, we're going to cover this in um in a future episode as part of our fly time book club, our fly fishing book club, or fly fishers library, as you should say. Feather Thief is actually um, is a non-fiction bestseller. Um, yeah. written probably about five years ago, I think, by an American journalist. Forget his name. Anybody just just Google Feather Thief, it'll come up. It was a huge bestseller, nonfiction, right? And we're talking beyond even just the fly fish community. And what it was is everybody saying this is like it's a heist that reads like a modern thriller. Yes. And incre- just as a very quick backstory. And the reason why I was talking about it was just the obsession of fly tires kind of yeah. in the online community. Basically, this guy um broke into and stole um thousands of feathers from the British Nat- Natural History Museum. Right. Right. Uh, and they were feathers from the 1800s. Um, like the Ibis, all the birds that are virtually extinct now. Right, right, right. Um, and because this guy, anyway, the background to the thief was that he was uh, very well known in the flight time community online. Um, I think it was more the salmon, the classic kind of salmon stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It turns out, anyway, the journalist followed the story. Um, because the man was caught, there was a court case. He got off to do it. I think it was, I'm not going to say because I can't remember exactly, but he got off anyway, whatever it was. 
um, didn't do time for it. But the journalist went back and traced the story. And as you read it, as just as a pure read, it literally <laughs> reads like a thriller. It's an incredible. And it opens a window into that flight time community. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, um, I, I won't spoil it actually. If you're going to read it, read it I will discuss it. <laughs> but the journalist does end up meeting uh, the feather thief. Right. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. He right. does. But there's some really interesting conclusions out of it that, let's put it this way, the case is not necessarily dead, shall we say. <laughs> right. <And> it's left, <laughs> left hanging there. So, but I just think it's absolutely fat. Like it just, but it gave you a really insight into what leads people to kind of get to that level of they need that color, they need that feather, they need that texture, they need to have it a certain, certain way. Dara, I, uh, I, I, like, I, I, Same I, I, started, I started making my own dyes. So I did uh, there a while back. My my grandfather used to, used to, my second grandfather was, I called t- Tony my third grandfather. My second <laughs> grandfather, right? He used to keep a, he used to keep a book and he'd write everything in. And it actually was like a fishing book, like it just a, a book with all the flies of Ireland. And he'd just write little, jot little things down. And one of them was, was down on it was blue bottles. Start boiling blue bottles. So, huh? yeah, we're getting magenta colours, so. Of course, me being the bright spark, I started collecting these blue bottles away and I put them, they were all there, put them into a pot, all dead, and started boiling them up. And you've met Sharon, Sharon walked through the door one and she said, my God, what's that blooming smell? I couldn't tell her there was blue bottles in <laughs> and it's like, I, couldn't, I could not tell her. But I got magenta out of it. I got the most beautiful colour magenta out you of it. You did not, did you? Didn't wow! But I paid for it for about three weeks after because she didn't speak to me over it with the smell that was still in the house. But the magenta was just, and that's that's the art with dyeing. It's just, it's like another level from your fly tying. So you're boiling blue bottles. <laughs> Sorry, I want to get into this. You're boiling, you're boiling blue bottles to get the color from from them, and this is how the med old fashioned dyes years and years and mm. years ago. So as you're okay, are they dead when you put them in the water? Well, they want to be. <laughs> well, they're definitely when they come out, anyway. I it might affect the colours. I don't know. Like, when you yeah. wash them, like maybe you know. No, there's no washing. Just you just get a jar and let them keep something dead near them, and they'll follow yeah. you into the jar. And once you have enough in it, start boiling them up. And, and so, literally, you just sieve the water out, and yeah, in- sieve the rest of the blue bottles, legs, wings, <laughs> and it comes off out of the water, and add your cape into it. And leave it sit there in a cold dye bath then for a few weeks, and the color is just amazing. Well, Jesus Christ, the things I've learned tonight. <laughs> On top of the one you already know about, like donkey pee, dealing with explosives. Absolutely. Yeah. And blue bottles. <laughs> a potential marital breakup. Yes. Thank God I never took up fly tying in the end. If you had the choice, uh, fly tying or fly fishing? I, I do enjoy fly tying. I really do. And I do enjoy my fly fishing, probably fly fishing straight away than fly tying. <laughs> because it's, it's like a prison. When you, like I start 1st of October and I'm here right through till my season starts the 1st of April. And I'm just tying, 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 tying. And then the beauty about being able to dye your own stuff is that if you run out of something, you can go to the dye pot, except for magenta with blue bottles and dye it. <laughs> but... That's that's the beauty about it. You can know? I put an order in for some magenta bumbles, please? <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> I'm not a bummer, Tom. 100 euros a fly. 
it's back to what you were saying about colors there. And I, I something I want to bring up. Um, I I have a row in my four-tier wooden box of Georges. Yes. They're all Georges. And I have yours and I have Tony's. A few of yes. my own and everything. But I yours and Tony stick out. And when people get to the Georges, they sort of go, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because like a lot of people, when they look up, they might have one or two gorgeous Georges. You know, they're standard golden yeah. one. And the next thing they see all these and they go, oh, God. And they yeah. start looking at them and everything. So that's the thing where the color gets in. And, yeah. and that's the thing Absolutely. that really gets me as well when I pick them up and I start looking at them. Yes. And we'll, we'll touch on this when we talk about a man-made fish later because it's back to it. If, if you look at it, Kingsman Moore talks about Irish flies compared to the English flies. Yes. And English flies, he said, were like uh, regimental soldiers, yeah. prim and proper. Yeah. You know, standing in line, not, not a feather out of place. Whereas the yeah. Irish fly was more bed raggled and everything. Yeah. But he says, hold, hold the English fly up to the light. Yeah. And he says, all you saw was a silhouette. Yeah. Hold the Irish fly up to the light and all you see, the fly came alive. Yeah. The color the, yes. All the colours came out through it. Yeah. As, you know? as, we, as we, we fall back to like capes, like one, one of Tony's golden olive capes there, I have it here, I've dyed it. And I mean, all you have to do is put the feather up to the light. There's five different dyes yeah. in the cape. <laughs> five different dyes gone into that cape yeah. from starting off from a ginger right the whole way through. And it's just the colour that comes through that. It's just unreal. Mm. unreal. Well, the thing I just want to get on there, because I just hope it doesn't happen now that we, because we were talking about getting beginners in, and we wouldn't like yeah. to try to scare beginners away. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I suppose it's a... <laughs> no, because um, that I, I suppose we've just rushed in at the, the deep end of the colors and everything. But once you get into it at all, you don't need a huge amount, but you, you do start building it up. You just you start building it up. Like, like, like if a beginner starting really, like, I mean, I started with Frankie really on a black panel. And yep. I went from a black panel then to a bibio. A bibio then, and went from a bibio next uh, to uh, a dabbler, mm. and then so on, and start off with the easiest fly you can tie, which is black panel. There's only one hackle in it, yeah. And then work it, work your way up, and you can start like a black a black cape will <laughs> do a lot of flies for you, yeah. But the, as I say, the most important thing to me is the hook at the end of the day. It's very like interesting what you say because and and, and there. Are, where Jackie's coming from there, and sometimes you'll see it. You'll see, let's say, a bumble, for example. I'll use the bumble for example. If it's tied on a shank too long, a hook doesn't look right. No, it just no. just no. looks wrong. Yeah, it's blown, it's gone. It, the proportions are just lost. Yeah, and, and hook to me is the most important thing. And uh, mm. if, if you looked around my room here. I probably have to go to 20,000 plus hooks sitting there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and it's all right through the ranges from, as I say, from Fulham Mills to Camison to Partridge to yeah. Eric. I like, I tie for Eric's, but I'm not tied to who I tie with because I yeah. couldn't afford to be like that. Yeah. And every, every hook is different. Mm. So it is like Partridge wet flight is slightly longer than Camison. Yeah. And it's a certain amount of dabblers 
and then it doesn't suit a certain amount of that. Yeah. Just the way it is. Do you tie to order, um, Jackie? I tie to order, yeah. Yeah, I tie to order. Everything's tie to order, so I don't get a chance to build stock up of anything. It's just... And you said, like, so pretty much between now and February, you're just going to be at the Vice. At the Vice. Are you literally there 10 hours a day? 8 o'clock in the morning until 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. And people ask me, Dara, a lot of the time is, how many flies you tie in an hour? Yeah. I mean, I can't answer that. I Dara. do. I do. Sorry, <laughs> I almost <laughs> To me, Dara, if the fly does not look that I would fish myself, I won't send it out. So it's not down about I can do twenty flies in an hour or fifteen flies in an hour. It's about that, that every single fly that goes out looks the same, and that's what that's what separates the tires out there. But yeah. just uh, on an average day, what are you? Probably going to on be an average day between 50 to 60 wet flies, star, and that's between dabblers. And if you say George's what Tom loves, yeah, <laughs> it yeah, will throw it down seriously. It, it just drops rapid because, like, some of the Georges have eight, nine different turns yeah. in it with, with, a, with a tag, with a tail, with legs, yeah. yeah, yeah, change the head thread to a different thread. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just mind blown, you know. Yeah. It's just mind blown. Dries, then you can it dries, you could do 80 to 100 dries a day, standard stuff. And is it from personal orders that you take from Angus, people that you know, or standard people coming back every year to me? And then I have a lot of people that come back looking. Oh, I heard that you know, like, I mean, last year I had an awful lot of people coming looking for cock robins off me, especially around mask. Because the cock robin was catching a lot of fish early season down there on mass. So what? You, you can edit that bit out there. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was definitely probably one of my best early season flies for mass last year. Was that was was that? And we're just coming back constantly, lads from all over looking for it. Yeah, it did. It caught a lot of fish actually. It did yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. What's your favorite flight to tie? None if I could get away with it, Dara. <laughs> uh, I actually, dries is my favourite fly, Dara. I love dry fly fishing. You know, I really do like, you know, anything to do. I, I just, if I'm boating and I see one or two fish on the surface moving, I, first thing I say, lads, when are you on to dries? As soon as you see the fish on the surface, get off the wet straight onto the dries. So dries is my favourite. Just love dry. And Tom would be probably the same. You know? Yeah, I do like dries. I really do. I mean, there's something, it's so visual. You know, Absolutely. the whole thing is visual. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a different It's a different art than pulling wets. Like, I mean, it's an art in itself, the way you present that fly on the water to that fish as well. In terms of actual fly to tie? I actually like tying mayflies, dry mayflies, wolves and that sort of stuff. I love tying those. Mm. You know, and sedges, you know, I really like tying those as well. Just before we wrap, Jackie, this is actually just, and I just want to bring it back to the beginners thing as well. Is, yeah. is there any book in particular that you'd recommend or YouTube channel? Like, is it I would say to, to, to get lessons from someone that's, that has done all this. Um, like um, Frankie McPhillips there, definitely couldn't rate him enough, if you know what I mean, for flight training classes. He's brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, books, YouTube is probably the best, Dara. You know, mm-hmm. David yeah. McPhail, as I say, Absolutely, he he does step by step, you know. But the most important thing, Dara, is to start get your material. Start at an easy fly, Dara. 
doesn't matter what it looks like, Dara. It's when you catch that first fish and that fly, yeah. then you're hooked. And, and that's mm. what they say. It's the fish is hooked and you're hooked, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the most important thing, Dara. You know? Would you recommend just from, and again, I don't know much about this in terms of the, 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 the fly tying style. Are you better off concentrating on salmon flies if you're into salmon fishing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. At the start yeah. when you're tying. Yeah. Don't go mixing mad. You know, I'm going yeah. to tie this, I'm going to tie that. Like, uh, like a, uh, uh, at one stage there, there was lads coming to me for saltwater patterns to were coming from, and I just made a decision. I'm just going to try and stick with what I'm doing and do it right, if you know what I mean, Dara. And, and it's the same if salt, if a lad is tying pike flies, and, and look, there's nothing stopping them. If you can tie a salmon fly, you can tie a trout fly, or you can tie a trout fly, you can certainly tie a salmon fly. But the most important thing is stick what you're doing, really, and buy your material for that. At the moment, material is just next. It's impossible to get a time stamp. It's harder and harder and harder to get materials at the moment. Mm. Yeah, since COVID-19, you know, it's not there. It, the material is not there for some reason. And it's harder and harder to get, you know, and everything needs to be going up in price. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. everything, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, well, before we let you go, Jack, it's been fascinating. Find out. Conversation. I'll not forget for a long time. I love the bucket going down to to Tom's house. He says he collects of it. Yeah. One and and the other bucket full of blue, blue bottles. Yeah. <laughs> you leave the blue bottles to me. I do the blue bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so before we let you go, Jackie, um, what's your most memorable fish? Probably my most memorable fish was. Uh, on the Garvogue River, Dara, uh, eight years of age. Uh, there was Mayfly, um, there was Mayfly coming down the river, and I put on a gosling. My first fly I tied properly, and I caught the fish on that fly on that gosling, and the fish was in around the two pound mark. And that I still have never forgot that. As I say, when you catch a fish on your your fly, you tied. You're hooked. The fish is hooked, and that's yeah. it. just a matter of. And that was the first, first fish you caught on fly you tied yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And to this day, I can still never forget it. I never forget it. I know exactly the spot. I caught him in the whole lot. And yeah. I never forgot it, you know? No, the yeah. fly wasn't superbly tied or anything. It worked. It worked. It worked. I always remember that fish. And I could just still picture him taking the, the mayfly and he picked the gauze out and he took the gauze. Yeah, and class. that's my most memorable fish. You were hooked. I was hooked. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, if people want to get in touch, Jackie, just about flies, can they get in contact with your email? Or I have a website up there, Dara, at the moment, so I have, or they can see me on Facebook. Uh, it's Jackie Mahan, uh, fliesandguiding.com, or I'm on Facebook as Jackie Mahan. Jackie, thanks a million for, uh, thanks for joining for us. Me. It was a pleasure. Thanks a million. Our thanks to Jackie Mahan for joining us on the show. And don't forget to rate, review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. Plus, you can keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com as well as on Instagram. And myself and Tom will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.